Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of the Trady Business School podcast, the only podcast you're ever going to need in your life. But if you want to scale and grow your trades-based business, this is the place to go. I'm joined with the wonderful Brian Santos today. Uh, we are in end of financial year mode. This will go live in June sometime. So numbers is the theme of the month. And today we wanted to talk about an interesting topic. It's not so much about your numbers as far as end of financial years reporting, but the numbers of your time and the value of that and how exactly you're kind of ballsing those equations up. So, uh, Brian, first and foremost, thanks for joining me today. I'm going to throw straight over to you. I hope you're well. Well, mate, I'm well. Thank you. Amazing. Now, we were talking a little bit offline and you uh, you made mention about kind of this equation of how people get it wrong. You know, they've, they just kind of hone in. I think they look through the the little keyhole of, you know, what they're worth on a on an hourly rate, but there is so much more when you're a business owner to the equation of what your your time and what your value is holistically. So I'm going to shut up for a minute. I'm going to let you speak and talk about all those beautiful things you said when we're offline. Yeah. So uh, one of the problems that, that I see with a lot of business owners when they're quoting, for example, or they're, they're putting their value on their time, they're literally charging themselves out at a dollar per hour or a you know dollar per project type of situation right so you're putting literally a value on your time and it's usually based on you know the work that you're doing obviously you can't charge when you're at home doing the invoicing or at you know in the office whatever you're just billing for the time and the materials obviously for what you're doing for the customer and so like you might be charging 40 50 60 dollars an hour you know for your employees or it might be a lot more for you for example but i think where people miss out is number one when you're doing that and you're not including the other expenses of your business you're actually miss you know appropriating if that's probably if that's the right word your value because you're just saying that i'm worth an x amount of dollars per hour or x amount of dollars per project type of situation and yet what, what, you know, when you come home at night and you've had to, you know, you're exhausted and then you play with the kids and then after that you go back to, to your work desk and then you start quoting and then you start doing all that sort of stuff. What about that time? Are you doing that? Are you charging the client for that? Usually not, right? So you're not charging anything. So really, literally what you're saying in that situation is my time is worth $0 during yep. that time, even though I'm exhausted and I'm pushing through this, right? Someone, a kid, a pimply kid at McDonald's is actually earning more than you during those times, right? Oof. So this. Oof. That hurts. Month, oh. Right? Oh, it's it's a dagger to the heart. <laughs> but what that's saying is, and I know we can say, oh, but as business owners, we got to do what we got to do. But at the same time, what we're saying is, and especially if this goes on for many months, even years as business owners, we're actually saying, you know what? It's we're not saying oh we just got to do what we got to do. We're actually saying it's not we're we're not putting value on our time on on what on what we're uh, on. What and this is the thing, right? The key thing is on all your time that you're spending in the business. And yes. I quite often do this exercise with business owners, right? Where it's like, you know, they're they're generating, you know, a couple of hundred grand. Let's say two hundred thousand dollars, 
and they're like, yeah, I'm doing 40 hours, 50 hours a week. Let's say it's 50 hours a week and I'm charging, I don't know, what. try to think of some numbers that would work here. But I mean, if, if we would, if we, let's say we're doing $200,000 a year, I'm just going to run through this for the, the, the likes of everyone, $200,000 a year. And we're doing, let's say 50 hours a week times 50 weeks a year. We're getting a couple of years, a couple of weeks off a year, right? For Christmas. So that's about two and a half thousand hours, right? Now, if we go $200,000 that we're generating in a year and we divide that by 2,500 hours, we're working, you know, we're, we're doing, got 80 bucks an hour. Everyone's like, yeah, that's good. That's good. And they're like, yeah, that's not bad. But let's now add into the equation all the extra stuff that you're doing, right? And we quite often find that people are doing 15, you know, 10, 15, 20 hours of non-income generating work, right? So, so all of a sudden it goes from we're doing 50 hours a week up to we're doing 80 hours a week. So if we go 80 hours a week times 50 weeks, because we've got two weeks off over Christmas, we're now looking at 4,000 hours. So if we go $200,000 divided by 4,000 hours, Oh, now we're earning 50 bucks an hour, right? And it's like, shit, I earn 50 bucks an hour when I'm just at work on the tools for somebody else. And I don't have to worry about quoting and I won't have to worry about chasing work. And like, I've had people get right down to as low as like 12 bucks an hour when they actually factor in all the time and effort and energy particularly in couples, right? Because there's one, there's usually one person, you know, that's out there generating the income and then there's somebody in the back office, you know, making sure everything's done and running around and organizing bits and pieces. And I think that this is where people get it wrong. And this is why so many businesses go belly up, right? Because they they look at their numbers through a keyhole in and around what their, their value is is and what they think they're worth in business. I mean, how's, how's it been your experience in and around with what people value themselves, Brian? Well, yeah, exactly exactly as you described it. But I guess what we're also saying is that, because I know some of you who are listening saying, yeah, but guys, I'm not going to charge my client for all the hours that I'm not working, right? I'm not yeah. going to win any business if you're asking me to do it that way. And, and that's not what we're saying. What I guess we're ultimately saying is that you can be smarter with your time, you can be smarter with your money, you can be smarter with the value of what you do yeah. so that you don't do everything or you don't do the you know the bits that aren't as valuable or I mean as a business owner of course every now and then you have to do bits and pieces that you know that you just have to pull up your socks and do the things that you need to do. Yeah. At the same time, if you're not allocating your time properly, if you're not allocating the right resources, or if you're not allocating the right dollars to the right areas within your business, you'll end up saying what I often hear and probably what you hear as well, Adam, is, oh, yeah, but I don't have the time to do that. Oh, yeah, but I don't have the money to do that, right? Yeah. And it's not that you don't have the, you know, the time because we all have enough, the same amount of time, right? The rich person, the you know, the mid-tier person and the poor person, we all have 24 hours in a day, right? Well, comes so, down to priorities, doesn't it? What are you prioritizing? 100%, 100%. And when we say, when we hear people say, oh, I don't have the, the money, 
for certain things, right? That might be true. But again, it's if, you know, what we do with our clients is that we help them to reorganize their finances, to know where their money is at, to know how to reallocate and put systems in place and, and be smart about their money so that, you know, they're not doing it all themselves and uh, their, their, their business is more efficient and they are actually valuing their time so that they can do the higher, so you as a business owner can do the higher value work and jobs that's bringing in the higher value returns, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it gives, like, it takes me to two two places, right? The, the Number one is understanding understanding that you're responsible for the whole income that you're generating, right? So for those people that are generating $200,000, understand that you're responsible for generating $200,000. Like business owners I've seen and worked with doing half a million, million, $5 million, $10 million, right? They don't understand their responsibility to make sure they're operating at that level. You know, thinking about somebody who's responsible for, you know, a couple of hundred thousand, multiple millions of dollars, right? You, It's a very different mindset from an employee who's responsible for generating 50, 60, 80, $100,000 of income. Like it, it takes takes a shift. But then also understanding with that responsibility, where am I spending time, energy, effort that's low ROI? Like if you, actually there's a third point, right? I always see people get really stuck in justifying the cost, right? When their boss charged, you know, 100, 120, 150 bucks an hour for their time. They're like, I'm getting paid 30 or 40 bucks an hour. Why and how? Like, why is there such a big disparity between those numbers? And people like Meltdown, and I think that this will help people understand the the gap, is that you're actually paying and and like that, that $150 an hour versus the $50 an hour you might have got as an employee like that's paying for overheads and income generating activities such as marketing and sales down down the track right so you've got to you've got to understand that and help bridge that gap but then also understanding the value of a tradesperson or a specialist over somebody who you can sort of teach anybody to do the job do you know what i mean so like a trades assistant there's a reason why a tradesman gets paid 40 50 60, 80 bucks an hour as an employee when a cleaner or an accounts person gets paid 20 or 30 bucks an hour, right? Because they've become a specialist. And, and we always say, you know, tradespeople and specialists, you owe me for the years of my knowledge and my experience, my skills, as opposed to the minutes or hours that I've been on site. You know, it's important to understand that, that difference. And then I think, you know, to close, sort of wrap that up, it's, you know, if you're, if you understand the principle of charging out a hundred, $120, $150 an hour, whatever it may be, then ask yourself, would you pay somebody $100 an hour or more to do every single one of the tasks that you're doing? Because that's currently what you are doing. Like if you're doing admin, if you're cleaning the house, if you're cooking your own meals, all of those sorts of things. Now, before everybody jumps on the comments and says, I don't have the time or money to pay somebody to come in and clean my house and prep my meals and those sorts of things, I understand. But this is this is the evolution that you need to be able to go through to get to the point where you're doing those really high-level, high-value tasks 
all the time. If you stay stuck doing everything yourself, then you are paying yourself op- with opportunity costs. You know, you are you are costing yourself opportunities. And this was the thing I remember years ago. I wanted to be a tradesman in everything so I could do all the things. Whereas now I'm very different. I want to be a specialist in one thing, one thing only. Very and and getting up the chain of how high I can think and the value of my thinking, and then using the money that that generates to pay other people to do the things that I don't enjoy. You know, so so I think for me, you know, being able to to refocus on on your value and the worth and the ROI that you bring to any company as an employee or as a business owner. I remember it was one of the things I struggled with real early was understanding my my own value and the responsibility for the the income that I generate. Yeah. And just to uh you know I know we're, we'll be wrapping up soon but it just as you're talking it just I'm just thinking about our clients, right? And the the people that we've helped. It, it, like this mindset shift of what you you know realizing the value of your worth. You know our clients are, are charging more for the same amount of work, right? And it's yeah. not, you know, screwing the client over. It's actually now charging what you're worth as opposed to what you thought you were worth before or, yeah. you know, you want to do the wrong thing. And I'm talking about like, you know, one client last week after one of our sessions, you know, went in, this was like the next day after our session, I had a client, uh, a customer, and they were going to do a $500 job, job mm-hmm. right? They were a fabricator of some kind. And they ended up, adding value to the client, like specific tactics that we spoke about and ended up selling a $110,000 job. So, I mean, in terms of, a, you know, it's amazing, right? And just, it's just a mindset shift of, hang on a second, I can add this person, this client of mine, more value because I've understood what they want. I understood what I'm worth and, and, then, and they're happy to actually, you know, buy this $110,000 project. <laughs> Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing there, right, is that's a synergy of two parts of knowledge, right? Number one, the investment of the years and decades in that case that that person's put into mastering their trade and and being amazing at what they do, but also the fact that they've then gone further and they've invested in the skills. And yes, it's a shameless plug, the skills that we've taught in this case to go, okay, how can you add value on top of the trade and the skill and the profession and the specialist that you have, how else can you add value? You know, how can you look for other things that you can help people with? And we we talked about it in a in another podcast, you know, like driving past someone's house and seeing that they've just, you know, done something and it's like, how can I add value to that deck that was just built for you? Can I build a veranda on top of it? You know? Just and and you can do that on the back of somebody else winning work. But you can do it on the back of you winning work, you know. Okay, cool. Like, you know, let's say you are building a deck, and it's like, cool. You know, for an extra three or four thousand dollars, I can build you a beautiful bull nose veranda that goes on and will set this off. I'll be here. All the mobilization costs are already covered. It's just really an extra, you know, little bit of materials and a little bit of labor, and you know, it finishes everything that you've kind of talked to me about. And that's what clients do because they've they've got the skill set of what they can actually do as a as a trade or a profession, but also the skill set of now learning and understanding business. And I think that this is where it becomes really important knowing and understanding your value. It's like what else can I bolt onto that 
how can I then actually make the ROI better for my clients and prospects? So, so yeah. Uh, you you were right before Brian. We were running out of time. Uh, we're coming to the end of our time together. It always happens so quickly. But is there anything else that you'd like to add on the back end of what we've just spoken about today? Not really, other than I know we talk a lot, right? And sometimes we can go off on tangents, but I think this episode's a really important one in the sense that take the time out to actually think this through, right? Think about what you're really worth. And if you're only charging yourself certain dollars per, you know, per hour, whatever the case might be, just think about what else it is that you're contributing to. And then think about how else you can actually create more value or sorry, how to actually, you know, make more money from what you're actually already doing. Because in most cases, you're probably undercharging and over being overworked, right? So yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent, mate. No, and nobody likes being over uh, underpaid and overworked, do they? So one thing that just come up for me, we've got an, a tool called the task audit. I think that this is going to be a really valuable tool. If you would like a copy of the tool called the task audit, this is going to give you an idea, a real, paint a really clear picture of all the tasks that you're doing currently in your business. And then you're going to be able to put, assign a dollar value to uh, to those and work out how much it's actually costing you being the, the person that's doing all the things, wearing all the hats right now. So if you'd like a free copy of the, of the task audit, send us an email to uh, hello at tradingbusinessschool.com and just put uh, task audit or audit in the toolbar. Uh, uh, sorry, in the subject line in the toolbar. Who am I talking about? And uh, and just put some text in the in the body and just say, heard, listen to this podcast. Love you to send me that tool, and uh, and we'll get that across to you. But um, Brian, it's uh, been a pleasure as always, ladies and gentlemen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please do all those amazing things that all us podcasters ask you to do: like, subscribe, share with a friend. Send us an email at hello at tradybusinessschool.com if there's something you want to hear or, or you know, get our wise words of wisdom from. But uh, that's all from me. Brian, thanks once again part of being, uh, for being part of the show, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Cheers, Adam. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye.